So that was the Quite Enjoy theme tune. Wonderful song. Wonderful oh, bit of music. Just, it gets better every time I listen to it. It really does. There's more edge to it, and the more that I think about um, the, the, the geniuses that were working at Apple that were commissioned by GarageBand to write all these pieces of music, the more I respect them. They've, they've come up with an aston- astonishing bit of music which they've allowed to wander free into the world. Yeah, but in this in this whole explanation of how wonderful Apple are, we have now completely given the game away, as in that we didn't compose that song ourselves. Do you think anybody would have ever believed that we had? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe we composed it ourselves and managed to get it into every copy of Garage Band in the country. It may be possible. Who knows? There was a friend of mine once who uh, absolutely claimed that one of the samples on EJ was his own. Do you remember EJ? The the digital e, um, DJ software, one of the first ones that came out on the PC. No, I remember something on the PlayStation, which wasn't very good. Uh, no, 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 no. This was this was this was good old fashioned PC drag and drop crap. Okay. And there was a sample on there. It goes, "Looking for your love." I'm not going to sing it the way that they sang no, it no, because fine. my voice fine, is fine. terrible. But uh, yeah, he claimed he claimed that was his own, and uh, I I wondered. I, I asked him what kind of process he went through to make sure he got it on every copy of the CD in every petrol station in the UK. Um, he didn't have an answer. Didn't didn't have an answer. So he he didn't say that he was part of the creative team that worked for EJ, and that sample is his. He actually said that he had snuck it on to EJ. Well, he he claimed that he recorded the original sample. Um, put it on one of his songs and that EJ used that song and sampled it. This boy was 13. Could Let's you, just make that clear. Without giving his name away, could you say his name in a way that sounds like rhyming? For example, Mike Myers could be Pike Pyers. Uh, TM Nestlewood. Oh, nice. Okay. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Now, the problem with... Um, the problem with escalating lies about things you have and haven't done, especially when it comes to mass digital media, is that ultimately you're probably going to get found out. Mm. Usually when you look on the CD insert and see the people responsible for the samples and notice your name isn't on there, no. um, and, that and, kind and of the, gives it away. There's nothing even very close that you can kind of go, well, that's my name, but that's my name no. in Korean, obviously. Yeah. Because I was that's, working that's... for the development team in Korea some time ago. Yeah. yeah. Or stage names, as people claim, you know, like, oh, that's that's my stage name. Oh, Really? Was, um, Why have you got a girl's stage name when you're clearly yeah. a boy? What's going John on? John Lennon. That's a that's a hell of a stage name there, Liam. <laughs> See, what I wanted to do there was uh, was to make one that was kind of already established, so that hopefully I could get some of the the flowing work, you know, from the side. So, uh, ah, so clever. John Lennon. Mm, very good. It's clever. It's like call it, calling your band Exit because then wherever you go, your name is up in lights. <laughs> Massive green and white writing. Yeah. Massive green and white writing with that That's little logo. That's us, boys. We, we're going to make it. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. The, uh, the marketing's already done. We don't have to worry. <laughs> there, are, there are entire safety response teams throughout the country yeah. dedicated to promoting yeah. us, and we don't have to lift a finger. But then you always get pipped to the post by the big boys who want to come in and like be the sequel to your band and like fire exit. That's right, with a heavy metal equivalent. Fire exit. Good evening. We are shock warning. <laughs> we're gonna blow your fuse <laughs> you just have wars of the warning signs <laughs> everywhere you go you got exit fire extinguisher fire exit so basically and, every uh, room just looks like the most boring hard rock cafe in the world i wonder if anyone would ever show up to disabled access <laughs> not enough people That's show up good. to disabled access as it is i think they, it's they, not gonna they, be a wild night make it? a hoo-ha about nothing <laughs> um well the uh, the the music thing is is interesting as well because between us um, 
I think you can play the Red Dwarf theme tune quite competently on uh, yes. on, on a keyboard. And yes, I, um, my I play a mean three blind mice on the recorder. Um, if we could get the tempos to match, <laughs> mm. that's mm, that's a single right Absol- there. Absolutely, <laughs> Th- three blind dwarfs. I don't know. Red mice. Now that's gonna sound like sort of communi- Red- communist Russian mice. Red blind mice. <laughs> that's that. That's a political statement on, you know, Soviet Russia. So uh, how far are we in? I've got no way of knowing. Uh, we are four minutes, 40 seconds into this new Quite Enjoy podcast, which is a bit of an experiment now, mm, people, because we're, um, we're doing it remotely. And why? We're, we're why are we doing it remotely? Because we don't live close enough to each other. <laughs> that's why we're doing it remotely. Circumstance. 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 Circumstance what is what it is. Yeah. You, you live hundreds of miles away, and so do I. <laughs> you make it sound like I live in and around the moon. I don't live hundreds yeah. of miles away. I'd say I live a hundred miles away. Hmm. Okay. A hundred miles away. Then. Miles. It's only <laughs> an hour it. away by train, and yet uh, yes, it is. Or uh, li- life, away, life is it? getting in the way. It's not so much distance, more life. I would say. What distance. life circumstances? Yeah, life circumstances. The the the, the world is getting busier. Our time is getting mm. more precious. And and we've uh, just got stuff to do. I mean, like, I've got to, I don't know, tend to a pregnant wife and you've got to cook dinner. I mean, there's two, there's two, two so, scales of things going, going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And they, they, although they, they seem like one would be more important than the other, ultimately, they're about the same in terms mm, of... The big old scheme of things. Levels yeah, of responsibility. You know, you, 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 we're both looking after a life. You know, I'm just yeah, doing it with yeah, food. If, if, if Andrea true. doesn't eat, she will die. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. I was more going to go for the analogy of uh, you were boiling the life out of things, whereas I'm producing a new one. But that's you know we yeah, can go then, with those two. Then you're you're lumping me into that awkward possible psychopath category. I'm not lumping you. I'm just painting you as the bastard that you are. <laughs> well, thanks, mate. Episode fourteen. And glad to glad to hear you. You care about <laughs> me just as much as you did when we first started this thing. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Talking about old memories. Did you get those photos I sent you? Oh, I sure did. Um, mm. Mr. Brown Which... was, was uh, courteous enough to uh, send me a, a digital trip down memory lane of some uh, pictures that he had from back in the day. Really, really quite far back in the day, actually, when we um, when we uh, lived together in Stratford-upon-Avon, in Tollgate Close, when we were but a wisp. We were, we were but Willie the Wisps, running around in nightgowns. Um well, not really, but we were young. Let's, let's it was it a, that way. it was an incredibly erotic time for a nine and twelve year old. They were older times. <laughs> you could it get was, away with it. Was acceptable back, back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one batted an eyelid if you were to run naked down the streets at three a.m. in the morning, kicking lampposts and making them stop working. That, uh, that was true. That good did, times. That did happen. Um, so yeah, uh, what uh, what what sparked that? What brought them on? Why did you find them? Where I've, did they come from? I've, uh, I think the wife had had a mass cleanup, um, mm. and in our little bookshelf in the lounge, uh, I saw it. There was a little blue album wedged uh, between, you know, masterpieces of literature, and <laughs> and in there was our photo album. I, was, oh, I like the idea of there being like the Torah, the old Quran, our photo album, and like the autobiography of Chairman Mao, and our sort mm. of nine-year-old photo album just being in between those two. But again, let's talk about circumstance again. Say if we were back in the Old Testament, our photo album there is, is in amongst all these great works. Who's to say our book wouldn't be picked up and a religion formed upon three 
teenagers standing outside of a house with rollerblades on. Who knows? Maybe this is the way that God meant things to be. If that's true, I'm totally going to kill myself at the end of this podcast, by the way. There will be no episode 15. Why? Because you want to become some kind of martyr and make your book mean something. I don't know. I, I don't think I want to live in a world where it's acceptable to praise a what? blue t-shirted idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a woman with a scab on her chin. I hated it's, that. It's all out of context. You, you have to know what these photos look like in order to appreciate this conversation, but, but it was ridiculous. Yeah, they were all ridiculous, and they're not coming your way. <laughs> no, they're, re- they're really not. They're not even going to be the little pictures on the chapter podcast. Nope. Unacceptable. One of them was certainly ripped. Not. Why was one of them ripped? Uh, like people ripped were ripped out. out of it. Yes, one of them was cut out because, I don't know, maybe the 11-year-old version of me thought that was a good idea to do at the time. Oh, fine. Yeah. Fine. The that problem with, about the time that that thing was made. The problem with gluing things into books is that ultimately, if you need them, they have to come out, and most of the time, the glue is mm. kind of semi-permanent. So you end up sacrificing mm. whatever you're pulling I, out of your scrapbook. And it's not like Photoshop; you can't undo the mask that you've put on it. It's like, no, you've ripped that. You've ripped and thrown away the rest of that photograph. That's not coming back. Photoshop was actually a genius idea. If you could apply the same command structure to real life as you could to Photoshop, that would be phenomenal. Imagine imagine knocking over a, a full glass of milk and it's smashing on the floor and just being able to like go oh. command Z in your head and it just undoes and it's back exactly where it was. Well, uh, uh, you're, you're walking down a dangerous area now where every middle-aged woman is walking around with ever so slightly blurred faces with sharp features in the middle and the bluest eyes you've ever seen <laughs> and everyone looks like that. This that would be is, incredible. This is Photoshop world. Tell me Photoshop that. World. Tell me that wouldn't be incredible. You go to a, a kid's school and kids aren't very good with photo, Photoshop, and so they just use the effects. I know that's how I started using Photoshop when I first picked it up. It was all just filters and effects. So you'd walk into a primary school and there would just be like a huge radial blur uh, with what looks like potentially kids running around the place, and everything's in dayglow red. No, that would destroy the world because you'd just walk in there and it would be flashing inverted embossed colours and people would just seizure. (laughs) You'd turn it from Photoshop world to seizure world in a second. So, um, So shareware. Shareware was a dreadful thing. Demo discs that came with PC magazine, which is what my dad used to buy, had... Mm. You'd have a few demos, you'd have a bit of shareware... And you'd have some other... A Commander Keen game of some kind. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And that's the whole reason that Commander Keen even existed in my mind, is because we got free discs of it, and then all of a sudden it was the greatest thing ever. And still is. I remember, I remember uh, we sold something of mine. What was it? I can't remember what it was. But we sold something, and my dad was keeping the £3 that I had got through this mega sale of uh, whatever it was I'd sold for three pounds. So he'd kept the three pounds for me. And then one day he came back from a boot sale with a stack of shareware discs bound in rubber bands. He's like, there you go. That's your three pounds. I was like, what's happened to my three pounds? He's <laughs> like, I bought these discs for you. I, I don't remember asking for, for all these discs. But then you look at them, you're like, oh, wow, it's all these games. You know, I've got loads of games here. It's like, no, no, you haven't. Because if you look carefully, there's the little shareware logo in the corner. So really, you've got you've got you've got two hundred demos. That's what you've got two two hundred demos of about three levels each. If you manage to get all of the pieces of code and combine it all together, you might get half of a shit game. But apart from that, you've got you've got two hundred demos. I love how 
all this stuff used to expire as well. It's not like the internet where the internet would be communicating with your machine and it would say, this demo is going to expire. It would literally just say, you will play this five times. After the fifth time, it will expire mm. and it will never work again. And because you don't know any better, you won't know how to get rid of it off your machine in the first place. That's it. It was always preying on your stupidity or at least your naivety. Mm. But I think it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of gone the other way now because it's it's born out of that a society of lazy developers where they know that they don't really have to finish their game to release it. They can do it afterwards and update it. It's like, okay, here you go. Well, before anyone gets to level 19, well, fuck it, we can build level 19 and re-release <laughs> it as a patch before they even get to it. So we'll be fine. Just release it now, get the cash in, then charge them £2 for the update. How about that? What's the uh, what's the prime example of that in the, in, in the current uh, market, would you say? Uh, I think, well, I know all the beat-em-up games are really good for that now. It's like, oh, d- there's 12 characters in this. Oh, yes, but there's actually 19. But the other ones are coming at £2 a pop. It's like, hang on. <laughs> no. You can <laughs> unlock them fight. if you want. No, don't inlo- unlock them. Just include them. It's like, get yeah. the new Defiant map pack. Well, just give it me in the first place. Yeah, can can I just have those levels? No, <laughs> you only paid £40 for this game. You ought to pay another five for these levels. But there's only two of them. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Look at pictures. Pictures of yeah. the levels. Look at how exciting <laughs> it's going to be in November and or April. Now, we've both fell for this, right? We've both bought the two released map packs for Halo Reach. Yes. Have we played any of the levels? Have we buggery? Um, on the first day, I think we played a couple. Yeah. And then... And that was and then four months ago. Yeah, they fell into the ether then and, yes, uh, yes. and went away. Well, it's because they're not... If those levels... See, this is the thing that I don't like about Halo Reach, is you buy the map pack... And then if you want to play those levels, you actually have to go on to a specific game variant, which is those yeah. levels. What I want is to be in the Elite Club where I've bought the map pack, and now when I'm playing my favourite game type, which is usually SWAT, when I'm playing that, it will allow me to have those levels in part of the furl, you know? But that can't be that hard to work out. I mean, surely the majority of people will have bought those map packs, so they just stick them into another server and say, like, well, they're the people with the map packs. They're the cheap bastards who only bought the first release of the game. So, you know, just phase them out slowly over a period of years through Hitmen and whatnot and just keep the elite in their class. Completely sensible suggestion. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Bungie, I hope you're listening. <laughs> I wonder if Bungie are listening. Oh, can I make this full screen? Oh, I can. Can we? Oh, that's better. that's better. Oh, look at that. There it is, full screen. Yeah. It's almost like you're here. Top to bottom. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, so Halo and all game developers, all lazy, gag-eyed, bastard game developers, <laughs> sort your lives out. Let's not have a repeat of the Lemmings fiasco of 1992. Nobody wants that. What was the fiasco with Lemmings? Uh, getting through the five stages of 99 levels each and getting to what should have been like the ultimate endurance that never existed because there were there were varying strengths of difficulty varying levels of difficulty and Mm. once you completed the fifth set which was like i think it was called insane with how hard it is there was meant to be some like ultimate endurance and that never materialized or you had to perform so well in under so many minutes over the course of your entire playing of the game it was like a secret unlockable it was one of the first unlockables and it never materialized or at least it never materialized for me no. Massive, massive shame and a wasted youth. 
Huge pity. I loved Ludlings, though. It was a great game. Now, well, as as you know, as noted in in one of the previous podcasts where we talked about games that we loved. In fact, both yeah. Commander Keen and Halo and Lemmings have all come up. I think they have. They have so indeed. what are what are you saying? We're treading water over old ground. Absolutely. New topic. Yeah. What happened Adverts. to topic bars? No, we've covered topic. Did we really? Yeah. Yeah, we did. You were saying what's that? Uh, what's that other equivalent to topic? And it was picnic, and then we talked about <laughs> shit picnics. I think that was last episode, actually. Was it really? But it's been a while since we did that episode. I haven't got that far. I'm listening to the podcast from start to finish, and I'm on episode five now, I think. Okay. Five uh, of 13 that there were. Now yes, 14. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. All true. All true, all true. All true. Uh, I, um, I've started doing a thing, uh, which are the worst adverts that I'm seeing, having just come out of working in the advertising industry it seems only fitting uh, what, what, worst adverts that you've seen in working or worst adverts that you've just seen no, on the television no i've just seen on television and the first one i've got up there is an absolute corker from jammy dodgers uh, which is um, it, makes, is it one with makes all the me biscuits bleed on the shelf and the monkeys <sighs> it makes me bleed bile through my eyes um it's like, just a really think, ridiculous idea like it's just stupid, is what it is. It's just stupid. What do you it's, what do you despise about it so much? That it's puppet monkeys saying toffee and jammy, and this gormless woman standing at the bottom, not going fuck me. There's monkeys in Sainsbury's, <laughs> just saying oh, and, oh and which they talk, I have? Jammy. And they're recommending, you know. Either she's got serious psychological problems that she's got inner monkeys telling her which biscuits to buy, <laughs> or. She's a retard, right? But so there's two. There's that 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 could actually completely outcomes. that could change the dynamic of the advert if they were to just embrace that. If like the tagline was like "Jammy Dodgers, listen to your inner monkey," you know that well, sort of thing. Yeah, maybe or a call to action from fucking Oxfam at the end of it, or saying like a person like this dies every week in Sainsbury's from inner monkeys. Help pay a pound a week and keep this woman in Jammy Dodgers. You know that maybe you know that would make it funny, but. No, what they've just gone is this fucking two weak-ass puppet monkeys that... (laughs) All right, they shouldn't... Weak-ass puppet monkeys. Weak-ass puppet monkeys, which I think will be the title of this podcast. Good, Um, good. Right? Well done. They've they've painted the strings out of these things, and they really shouldn't have. I mean, at least Thunderbirds, you you had, like, an empathy with the the shitness of it because they still had the strings wandering around the place, and, you know, you can kind of of agree with that. It was very kitsch, and it uh, it completely worked in favour, that whole lark. But but what are they trying to do with these weak-ass puppet monkeys? Are they painting out the strings to try and convince us they're real ones? I mean, what what are you going for here? I mean, (laughs) there's just no way. So it, it makes me angry even thinking about those fucking things. It is a dreadful advert. It is a truly dreadful advert. And it's a it's, terrible concept. I think half the problem now with advertising is that there are like three schools of advertising. You can go down the, the straight and narrow, this is what the product is, buy it, route. Or you can go into, and this is very popular now, the sort of twee, folky, indie, it's all very cute, it's all very natural, it's all very lovely. Here's some guitar music sort of route, which a lot of them are doing, including McDonald's at the moment, which I'm not happy about. And then the third one is just stark, raving, bonkers, <laughs> donkey nonsense uh, for selling things. Like, uh, I think it's Findus or 
or possibly uh, bird's eye where they've got that um, uh, polar bear that lives in the it's freezer. Bird's eye. Bird's yeah, eye. Bird's eye. Bird's with eye. The... And he makes mad shit polar bear. He, he he makes passive aggressive threats to anyone that opens the freezer door and wants to get stuff. Yes. What's that about? What I is d- that I about? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And I don't. I mean, it, it, they're just a little bit too odd to be funny. Mm. You know, there's there's that fine line of genius advertising like that. I fucking hate that meerkat. I oh. hate it, but I can see what it's done yeah, to the advertising yeah. industry. It's, it's, like, it's okay, actually can, more. Then it, it, it's one of those things which is more substantial than the product itself. Yeah, like but the pro- um, like the go compare I mean, guy. I it, oh f- whoa, no! Now boiling in a vat of acid is too good for him. Uh, the thing is, I also hate I hate playing Cluedo with my bloody adverts. So it's like, oh, there's some kids at a farm, okay, farm, and they've got a bale of hay, uh, okay, and now they're spreading, they're wasting flour on the floor, drawing a zero, okay, pointless. Uh, oh, you're doing the same thing with um, with corn and seed. You're just wasting food here. What's going on? And then a McDonald's logo pops up at the end. You're like, what? What? You 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 couldn't be further away from the shit faced plastic neon nightmare <laughs> that is McDonald's front counter. The, go- the, go- the golden arches of despair. Oh, they're just unhappy faces put together, and the eyes are painted out. But if you had, if you had advertising which was completely based on truth, it's just like McDonald's. Uh, you know, caption wouldn't be "I'm loving it." It's just like McDonald's. I'm popping zits into it, or <laughs> or I'm I'm sliding twenty Mac- quid out from under the till of it, or <laughs> McDonald's. I had it a day ago. I'm still tasting it. That kind of thing. <laughs> But I, I, I admire McDonald's, Tesco's. My skin's in it. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> there are some flaky, dandruffy bastards that work at McDonald's. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was thinking more of your advertising from the cow's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, my skin's in it. <laughs> because that's the deep cow voice. I, but I have, um, I have respect for Tesco with their 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 white, vacant world of limbo nothingness with, I don't know, a can of Coke in the middle of it going, 98p, what do you want? That's what it is, that's what it costs. There you go, come get it. Here's Tes- Dawn French to tell you more about it. <laughs> Tesco's adverts consist of five things. White background, heavy lighting, the product, a voiceover, and that little ping where the price comes up. That's yep. it. That's it. Do you know and, they still, have- and still I don't shop there, so it doesn't work. They, thing, they, have, a, really. they have a man um, sitting inside your television with a triangle. And every time you see that, ding, sometimes he gets it wrong. Watch out for him. Then occasionally he goes crazy with a gun metal solo. If you've ever seen a Tesco advert at three o'clock in the morning and were wondering where the sultry sounds of Swedish death metal band Guar were coming from in the middle of your purchase <laughs> product, then please let us know at info at whatthefuckatesco.doing.co.uk forward slash quite a joy. <laughs> It's the uh, it's the Apex Twin uh, Asda ads you want to watch out for. <laughs> oh, oh, they are inventive though. They are inventive. Do you feel the internet's ever so slightly slipping out of our hands? As in, it's 
got a bit too much for us and now it's kind of running away with itself or, or no, we've it, developed something and it has too much power, almost as if it's become self-aware. No, I kind of meant as a government control thing, as they've gone, uh, hang on, this is this is one area of the public domain we don't control at all. Uh, let's change that, shall we? In we go. What, in, in terms of like the infrastructure policing it, a la China? Well, I'm just thinking in... Uh... Sorry, yeah. welcome back to part two, by the way. It's, oh, yes. Uh... yes, welcome back to part this two. Is what's, this is what's going on. It's not like you've just walked in on us having a conversation. New topic of business, the internet, whether it's slipping away from us. Yes. Sorry, as you were. As uh, as more and more controls are being put upon what you can and can't do with it, all these uh, lawsuits and ISPs signing up to, okay, we'll say if illegal activities are happening or all that kind of thing. People have been getting away with it for years on the internet, and now suddenly it's all very much, uh, better give Apple 59p rather than trying to download that. Might end up in jail with a five grand fine. Hmm. How... um. How do you see it all sort of progressing? Like, where, where, where do you see action being taken that will necessitate a major change in, um, uh, in the way that the internet is governed and looked I, at, etc.? I see... I don't see a lot of change. I see, I see people earning more money out of the avenues where people are getting stuff for free now, uh, like Apple and everyone else who are trying to get in on paying for movies and paying for songs. But, like... Like a well-known philosopher, Ian Malcolm, in Jurassic Park, said, life will find a way. And I think... That's, it, uh, that's, that's very good. That's very apt. It's very apt. But I think yeah. people will move away from... I think the internet will get to such a stage where people will move away from it. I think it's like television was in the day. Television used to be your escape and people could do what they like and and see what they want. And now there's so many controls on that. They go like, oh, well, we'll go to the internet instead. There we go. That's where we'll run out of things i think something else has got to come along to overtake the internet maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but soon but soon and for the rest of well, your life <laughs> the thing the thing with the internet is and, and and what i've always kind of looked at in terms of how how exactly like you say with itunes companies like apple are able to provide a certain service and the incentive for them to be able to do that is like with streaming or downloading film content, you need to be able to offer the people a much better alternative to what they're currently getting for free by saying that you're paying for it. Like, if you're paying for a movie, you want it to be in the absolute best quality. Mm. Uh, you want minimal fuss in terms of you being able to actually, the acquisition of that material. So rather than illegally waiting to download a 4.6 gig Avatar Blu-ray, which you're, you're relying on other people to sort of like necessitate the streaming factor you want apple to be able to go well you'll have the full hd quality it will cost you two quid and you will have an optimum download where it will be with you in say five to 15 minutes you know they want to be able to offer stuff like that or or with the live streaming you you know you wait a minute and then it starts to stream through but it's streaming in hd and you know the, the the film is constantly buffering as it's going, as opposed to you waiting to download it and then you know, and then once it's downloaded, then you can watch it. If you can watch it from the get go, that would well, be a good thing. I that's think. it. I think things need to just catch up with it a little bit. I mean, I think that uh, the private enterprises like Apple and all this who are offering the movie streaming aren't as clued up as say. Johnny Pirate, who we'll call Johnny because Blackbeard's been used far too much. Johnny Pirate, Absolutely. who's sitting at home ripping his Blu-rays and putting it on, he seems to be using better codecs and more data-efficient codecs than the big players are. He's mm. getting 1080 
resolution in what Apple are struggling to get 720 in. It's like, yeah, well, what, yeah. Why? Why would you just bring this person on I board and get it? Half, half the problem that we currently have now is that we are expecting so much from technology. We are... We're, we're kind of almost... We're running everything at breakneck speed because we are asking it to cope with more and more, in, you know, large-scale demands that perhaps we've actually allocated the technology to do. For example, um, Virgin Media recently came out and said 30 meg line as standard. So it's not a 10 meg line anymore, it's a 30 meg line. That is the minimum that you will get on Virgin, which is great. Everyone went hurrah. Um, but then what they need to account for is the fact that, admittedly, yes, you have a 30 meg download line, but the other guy on the other end probably doesn't. So you can only download as fast as that other guy can output in the first place. Mm. You know? Yeah. So... Uh, if you're if you're relying on an infrastructure where only half the people have the thirty meg line and the other half the people have the two to four meg line, you know, there is there are people still on narrowband. You know, there are I know I know I know a person is a, a chap who runs the oral history archive in Leicester, and he uh, he still has a fifty six k dial up modem for all of his internet usage, and yet he's got a MacBook. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> why would, why would he, bought you Mac, he, bought, he bought a MacBook very recently and he's realised that he's going to have to upgrade his internet package to a broadband internet package. Of course he is. He may as well still support. be using a Spectrum. <laughs> well, indeed. Or two tin cans with a bit of string yeah. between them. You know. I'm saying, uh, hello. But yeah, but we're, 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 we're putting these enormous tasks on an infrastructure which isn't designed and built to cope with it yet. Like all these advanced computing, all these advanced, like the Thunderbolt thing that Intel and Apple have released recently and all that sort of stuff and uh, and the way that we use our broadband, only still, you know, 15, 20% of the country has got fiber optic broadband. Everyone else is still heavily relying on copper wiring, the old BT phone lines, which have been in place for many, 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 many years and, and are actually starting to fall apart because they weren't designed to cope with internet in the first place. But that's the whole point about our country's government and stuff, that they won't put in new lines for like convenient and extra fast broadband for the country where you see that's where the future's going. Oh, no, no, no. They'll reuse the old shit until that falls apart, like you say, and is completely unusable, and then they'll go and do it. Hence, we have one of the worst internet services in the world. In the but it's world. Ridiculous. It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. The thing that... Are, that makes me feel like I'm going a little bit crazy in, in trying to sort of see what they're doing is if they were to just, you know, the whole, you've got to spend a penny to make a pound, yeah. you know, that, that turn of phrase. Yeah. If they spent a decent amount of money on, on bolstering our entire country's like internet connection, making sure that amenities and, and, and everything, like if there was a unified internet service providers code where everybody was adhering to at least this is the minimum mm. and they spent money on the infrastructure, they kitted it all out. The economy would go through the roof because all of a sudden it opens up so much more in terms of the scope of avenues of access for businesses, for e-commerce, all that sort of stuff. If you make, uh, 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 if you make the playground, you know, essentially, if you make the playground amazing and wonderful, all the kids will play there. Absolutely, Correct. but but that's that's the mentality that is not seen by a wide amount of councillors. It's it's numbers, it's all numbers. And it's like, well, we can get uh, I don't know, we can get fifty percent more revenue out of people if we don't upgrade the lines and we just keep them at this shit rate. Because what are we going to do? We can't suddenly if we increase all the lines, people aren't going to suddenly pay double for their broadband. 
So we'll just keep it at this because they don't know any better. Do you know, ironically, who has got, or one of the countries that has got one of the strongest, if not the strongest, internet uh, connections is, infrastructures as a whole? Who? It's South Korea. (laughs) North Korea haven't got telephones. South Korea have got one of the strongest internets in the world, on the planet. Because it's new, presumably. Because it's all been laid recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's 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 all the absolute pinnacle of the government has spent something like i think maybe about 45 to 60 percent of their entire communications budget Mm. just on the internet but do you know what i'm sorry i'm sorry for being an old sticker that's all you need if everyone upgraded the internet and used that you could get rid of phones just you could it's like me and you had a a conversation on skype the other day using our iphones and it was 10 times clearer than the normal phone service Immediately, like, immediately clear, noticeably different. It's like talking to you in stereo. Why have people not picked up on this? Do you know, no. Skype are not doing very well at all at the moment. I thought they'd been they've bought just out been, by Microsoft. Yeah, they have been bought out by Microsoft, but Microsoft have bought Skype, and Skype have something crazy like $330 million in debt. Ouch. How? Why? Did yeah. their Skype credit not take off as well as they thought it would? Oh, you've been uh, using this all for free. How about you phone someone instead through Skype... And pay us some money. Uh, no, I've got a phone, thanks. That, that's fine. <laughs> I've got the Skype app on my phone and I'm calling the other guy that's got the Skype app on his phone and it's free. Yeah, we're, do- we're doing just fine. But your Skype credits, no. Thanks, but no thanks. You can keep those. What, what are they for? Who are they actually meant to be for? What they're, are they meant to provide? so you can phone uh, landlines in other countries. At Skype Okay, rates. so it's like, yeah. a, it's like one of those cards that the people in the streets in London give you. Exactly. Call exactly like Bangladesh for 3p a minute, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, Busty Lisa for £12 a minute. I mean, yeah, Bangladesh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Busty Bangladesh Lisa. Bungly. Um, Busty Bungly. Uh, yeah, so, 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 yeah, so Microsoft bought Skype and went brilliant, and they're trying to incorporate them into their, you know, sort of communications network and trying to expand that. But Skype have basically gone, thanks for buying us because you're paying for the two... Uh, the two directors, the two guys that own Skype, and you're paying for the actual service, those two directors who are being bought out are not only obviously being bought out of their debts at $330 million, mm. but it works out that they have just made each take-home something like $75 million each. But I don't understand. I mean, I'm, obviously, I, this is why I'm not in business, because I miss this idea and I miss... Microsoft's view on it is like, okay, so we're buying something that's XYZ millions in debt and yeah. they haven't managed to make it work. How are we going to do it? How are we going to turn around and say, oh, Skype, unless they start building it into Windows and making you pay for it? Yeah, I, I can only imagine it's going to be something like that. In Windows 8 point whatever, there's going to be some sort of on your desktop, you've got your clock, you've got your calendar, you've got your Microsoft MSN Messenger Skype 2012 professional XP, mm-hmm. and you know it will have a really long title. Well, it's either um, that, or they do um, they do a Dyson and buy it up and just kind of go, well, thank you very much, Skype. I will just put that under the carpet there. And have you seen our new messenger? Here it is. Uh, here's MSN Messenger 9.75B. Uh, which who has did Skype that recently? Who who bought a company only to liquidate them? It was a big thing in the paper recently about about a very successful business. And the guys bought it, paid all this money for it, and then killed it straight away. Don't know. I can imagine it happens it, quite a bit. 
It was in technology news very recently. Mm, it was remember. a company that I had had dealings with, and I can't remember who it was. Mm. I'll uh, look into that and maybe uh, append it on the website. Maybe I can add it as a comment. Yeah, put we, it as uh, a comment as a podcast once you find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I imagine that happens a lot as well. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. They're, they're a really fierce competitor. Let's buy them. Oh, no, I do remember who. It was um, uh, Eastman Kodak. And they right. built, they bought the Mino Flip, you know, the Flip camera oh, that I've yeah. got. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I, knew, I heard East, Eastman Kodak that. bought oh. Mino Flip and then, uh, and they just liquidated them straight away. Brilliant. <laughs> because they were a threat, because Kodak yeah. have got their own little HD handycam whatever things. Ne- and Mino Flip were doing a lot better. So instead of incorporating them into their business or developing them, they just bought them and then killed it. Wow. Would have been a lot more sensible for them to just take on the brand name and earn money either way. Yeah. That's what I thought. But yeah. again, and again, this is what you're saying. I obviously don't understand enough about yeah. business to know whether that's a shrewd, decisive move or whether that's just retarded. Because to me, it seems retarded. It but, does seem retarded. I mean, I would take the, I? I would take the flip and put the Kodak logo at the top of it. There you go. Kodak flip. There you go. Yeah. Sell them. You already know what's happened. Press the red button. It's just got Kodak on top of it. We're making money now, bitch. Nice yeah. one. Yeah, lovely. Thank you for the cake. I very strange. Cake. Very strange. Very strange. The world of business. Very strange. Not understanding things uh, and talking about them, despite mm. having no real understanding. Mm. So yeah. So uh, internet in Britain bad. Internet in South Korea good. Everything in North Korea still very much bad. Mm. Every. Do you know what though? I'd still rather be here. Well, we've got excellent parks. We have got excellent parks. You know, excellent parks. Not really, not so, really, really nice. Not so many landmines. No. Good parks. Not though. Canada parks, nice. Not American. No, not with big parks, mountains nice. in the background. No, no, no. Landfills. Stuff, but... Plenty of landfills, but not yes. so much mountains. Hmm. And, um, and Seven Trent Water. Which is kind of like Make... a landfill. The Seven Trent Water well, up near me has been sold, and now this new. Uh, this new shop is coming there, which you know, who needs water? Let's uh, let's just buy our water from a convenience store. Yeah, it might actually go that way. I'm mm. still worried that it's going to go the total recall way, and you're going to have to buy oxygen in in little bottles. I had a bit of a uh, bit of an '80s moment on the tube the other day. I saw a guy with recall written on his top. I was like, oh, maybe you work for them. Maybe they exist. They don't maybe exist. They do. No, was then, Recall the company then? Yeah, Recall was the company. Is that, that was the name of the company that was running Mars, basically? Yeah, yeah, in the 80s. Well, that was the... Um, in the 80s, in the film. <laughs> in the film, Total Recall, the company was Recall, and that was the service that you could go and implant the memories. Um, anyway, this guy on the tube wasn't from that company because underneath it said Repossession Services, which I thought oh, actually right. Recall was a good name for that. Yeah, it really is. Mm, recall, Repossession Services. Or simply Thumbs Inc. Yeah. Give Bro- us the money or we'll take your thumbs. Dot Inc. Inc. <laughs> <laughs> no. What was, uh, what was that um, cake we invented the other day? We invented a cake? Bastard cakes. Bastard cakes. Mm. Bastard cakes. Mm. We had a, we had what was, a, a, what we was had the slogan sh- for that? <laughs> I can't remember. Were we playing Halo oh. at the time? Yes, I think we were. A lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. A lot on of things Halo. going on. Oh, Halo's a good game. Halo I know is... what I said earlier on about the uh, the fact that they're trying to jimmy everyone by 
making us pay for extra add-ons, but it really is a good game. Mm. I, I like how they've managed to completely con me with the whole daily challenges thing to keep me playing, even though I know that's what they're doing. You are addicted to that like crack, aren't you? The daily challenges? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. No, love it. Love it. Genuinely love between playing you online, playing mm. the SWAT multiplayer and doing mm. the challenges, I, I haven't even got onto the second level of the campaign because that's all I do on it. That's, it. that's an interesting thing, isn't it? People who buy games just to play the multiplayer now. I mean, you've missed out an entire side of the game there and you're just yeah. focusing on multiplayer and that's fine. I, totally I've fine. missed out on the side of the game that they have paid more attention to developing. Mm. Yeah, that's where all the real work thought. went in. Well, the the multiplayer is just is just building on an existing engine, but for for when they actually built the Halo Reach, you know, s- single player or co-op player, that was like that's where all their time was spent. I think the multiplayer took up about twenty percent of the o- overall time at at Bungie.net. Well, if I was an employee of Bungie who'd spent all of my nights and days and weeks honing that campaign to absolute perfection and you've passed it up for a five-minute add-on called SWAT, I'd be crying. I would be crying into my golden slippers. (laughs) I imagine you would. I've heard, (coughs) I've heard, in fact, that there is a a, a sort of uh, zero-G space dogfight scene, which is, like, massive, where everyone's in spaceships and stuff. There is. No idea. Yeah. No idea. I haven't played it. Don't know anything about it. I think I saw a part of a clip on one of the reach trailers one of the teaser trailers that came up before the game was even released haven't played it no idea yeah. i've gotten to uh i've gotten to the second level of the campaign nightfall and that's only because there was a challenge on it yes <laughs> yes that's the only reason i'm on that is because i had to play to get to that part some of the challenges i just won't do now because they they involve going onto the campaign like um legend laso legendary all skulls on so that's every single skull on like some level that I can't pronounce because I don't know the name because it's so far ahead of me that I you know I, won't, I just won't do that challenge. Unfortunately. I always wonder what the LASO stood for. Now I know. Leg- legendary all skulls on. Mm. Um, I completed the weekly challenge this week as well, which was to um, uh, get get your revenge seventy seven times. <laughs> so uh, kill no. the guy that killed you seventy seven times. times. There's an idea of how much you're playing it. Yeah, absolutely. Killed another well, guy and killed you, you 77 you, times. You get 7,777 points for doing it. Oh, lovely. At least they're consistent. Absolutely. Hmm. So we're getting... Any a, new business? Uh, yeah, I was about to say that we've, we're getting a bit, of a, um, a bit of a sunny spell at the moment. I don't know about you. No. Very much not. The past days, I'm talking about. Past few days. Have you not had a sunny spell? We've had a sunny spell. No, we, we've had uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Mm. Last weekend, mm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, up to Thursday, just gone, which would have been the 12th, Thursday the 12th of May. Mm. Sunny, 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 sunny. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pissing it down. Mm. Which is well, good for one person, and that's Andrea's dad, because he's been laying turf. Ah, well, that's good. It's bad. To, it's it's always a bitch to lay turf in the rain, but at least your product will grow. Well, it settles it, you see. It's a yeah. good thing. It brings it all down, and it absorbs it into the earth. I it doesn't think... absorb it. That would be terrible. That would be mm. like a 
really complicated and expensive drainage system. But we do not lay turf. We we prefer ice cream, so we like sun. That's that's yes. how it goes. Uh, well, I'm I, glad you're getting lots of sun. In yes, London. it's lo- happy for you. It has been lovely. Um, it's been warm. Yeah. I've been going to work without a coat on. I've just been basking in my shorts and flip flops and running around the streets, just screaming. Basking oh, what a glorious in your shorts. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hugging complete strangers and high-fiving passers-by. Fact. That actually happens. Fact. (laughs) As you're walking down the street, suddenly people uh, will accost you and almost rugby tackle you to the ground in sheer joy of the day. I think I I would actually like to set myself a challenge of seeing how many complete strangers I can hug in a day. Before getting arrested. Just walking. Yes, before getting arrested and or killed. Three. You live in Coventry, so I reckon you could get three people outside your front door before one of them, A accosts you b uh knifes you or c reports you to the police hmm. Hmm. yeah yeah the thing with that idea. well no it's all about the way that you position yourself like if you um if you're one of Quick those people low. in central london in say soho who's standing in the middle of the street by like carnaby street and he's wearing a t-shirt that says free hugs and he goes up to people and is like free hug then people would like to go yeah that's kind of wacky i'll give you a hug but if you just go up to somebody on the street, you know, in the dark, say, and you're walking behind them and you've been walking behind them for a while and you're breathing quite heavily and then you go up to them and you whisper in their ear whilst holding their shoulders, would you like a hug? And I think perhaps that's slightly less, you know, likely to get the results that you want. But if you if you make it all wacky, then uh, perhaps it'll work. Imagine the amount of people that have been wrongly imprisoned for just wanting to give someone some love, you know? I mean, it's not their fault they might have a cold and a really bad breathing problem as they're going to... And, you know, perfectly nice gentleman. Before he was wearing a T-shirt that said nice hugs, and uh, free hugs even, whatever it was. (laughs) Nice hugs as well on the back. Nice hugs. Nice hug? Nice hug. Bear (laughs) hugs are what you want to look out for. The big guy in the street says, bear hug. Stay away from that man. Stay the fuck away from that man. I thought we were going to say bear hugs is what you want to look out for. Bears roaming the street looking for cuddles. Like, ah! <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my bear. I think he was being hit by a bus. <laughs> At the same time. You had more of a snarly one. I had more of a, well, I'm being run over by machinery, kind of. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Oh, no. It's like, um, I was I was thinking uh, recently, obviously, uh, about um, sexual predators and, and, uh, and, and all those sort of things. Always on your and, mind. Um, Always on your mind. Oh, constantly, 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 constantly. Well, it's, it's the times we live in. I'm uh, generally quite afraid. But the... Um, the concept of, of you know sexual predators, people who uh, you know attack young women in the streets, people who rape, etc. I'm just wondering if there are different sort of like levels to that. Like obviously the people that are actual like full card carrying rapists, and this is a really bad thing, but obviously they they have a very sort of complicated sexual history. But I'm wondering if you get um, virgins who are rapists, but in like the virgin category. So instead of like raping, they sort of attack people in the streets and just kind of like try and give them a little kiss or, or, or squeeze their bum or, or like hug them or something like that. You know, if there's different, differing, differing levels to this, if you've <laughs> never had sex, then you're probably not going to want to rape somebody. Hang, hang, but hang, if you, if you're still, you're... if you're still of that sort of predatory nature, then maybe in the, in the street, you'll just go up to somebody and like tickle their thighs and run away or something, or, is, you know, it, just push them a, over. Is this a segment of 
how to be a rapist, or is this what? Is this what like a, like an like an instructional guide? Well, no. not really. But are you are you saying that if people aren't sexually experienced, their rape attempts are going to be pretty poor? I mean, is that what you're yeah. saying? Right. Oh, that's what I'm. That's the it's the question that I'm posing. If you have the mentality of a rapist, mm. but have not ever had any of the sexual experience, does your raping tendencies? differ in any way to that of the general consensus in the rape community. See, if this was That's Life or Esther Ranson show, we'd get a call in now. And we'd have people on the I, lines. I really wish we had a call in feature. I really do. If there was any way that we could ever make that happen, that would just be fantastic. Just... Even if we faked them, you know? <laughs> Even if you went and hid and did a, a, a funny voice. Hello, Hello, this is Roger from Alchester. I would like to inquire more about your inexperienced rapist section. Uh, Is there any sort of club that perhaps I can join? Because it's different to find people who have a similar like-minded nature to myself. We're we're kind of wandering down Brass Eye country here now, aren't we? Being dragged oh, forcefully no. by the neck down Brass Eye no, cor- corridor. No, 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 no. no. Yes, yes, we yes. wish. We wish we had that kind of material, but no, absolutely oh, not. Oh, to have a segment on paedophiles. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know, we could give it a go, no. but we wouldn't do it with half no. with, with half no. the, 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 the frivolity and, and panache that they do it with. So we'll, let's just stick to what we know. We haven't got Chris Morris remotely involved with us. We wouldn't get away with it. I think he'd like me. I think if I was to go up to Chris Morris and start a conversation with him, I think he'd, he'd, he'd stick around. He'd what's, chat for a couple of what's minutes. What's your opening line? Hi, I'm Chris Morris, and you are? I wouldn't go up to Chris Morris and say, Hi, I'm Chris Morris, and you are, because that would create a sort of paradox in his mind, and he'd either faint or just kind of run away. If I went up to Chris Morris and went, Hi, I'm Chris Morris, what's your name? I think I'd, I'd really concern him. Yeah, obviously I was doing Definitely. the voice of Chris Morris. Um, and... Ah, so you're saying that you're coming up to me and you're starting a conversation with me. Well, that alone is evidence that he'd want to talk to me because Chris Morris actually bothered to find his way through the crowd to come up to me and go, "Hi, I'm Chris Morris. What's your name?" This whole that's fucking in... brilliant. This whole thing's imploding in on itself now. What are you? So, okay, I'm Chris Morris. I'm standing in the street. I'm not even looking at you. Okay. okay. Talk to me. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Morris. Get the fuck out my face. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He'd hate me. He'd, yeah. hate, he'd hate my very soul. He yeah. would crush my guts with his big size 12s. And his afro. And his what? Afro. Last time his I saw him, doesn't... he had an afro. When he was round here, he had capers. Yes. Not the capers. <laughs> you, don't even like, you don't even like capers. <laughs> yeah, all right. The capers bit's a lie. But I did see him. <laughs> you know he has whole, got an afro. You know that whole internet meme of the cake is a lie? Maybe we should just have capers are lies. We'd change it up a bit for the 21st century. Well, it was 21st I'm not, century. I'm not actually as experienced as I would like to be with regards to internet memes, so you're going to have to explain the cake is a lie. The cake, is, the cake is a lie was a line that was tied to Portal, the video game. Um, okay. Whereas the whole thing throughout is this big mechanical snarly beast called GLaDOS is promising you cake at the end of the whole thing. And then you keep seeing little hand-scrawled messages on the, on the wall in graffiti style saying the cake is a lie. Um, and that made an internet meme around the internet. Is um because I played the demo of that portal quite recently, mm. and uh, and the, the, there was like a a kind of robotic voice that's which was talking to me and asking me to do things. Well, that's that's Gladys, um, and she turns into a murderous bitch. Well, yeah, because I I had the feeling that there was something a bit wrong with her because she was just like, for the next experiment, 
we will leave you on your own. And I did the thing, and it's just like at the end of it, she went, we were not leaving you on your own. We were watching you, but now we promise not to lie again. We will never lie to you again. And I was just like, clearly, clearly you will be. Yes. Clearly you're going to be lying to me a lot. Yes. And you, um, you, have to, you have to kill her ass with rockets at the end. Kill her ass with rockets. Did you, um, did you get the second one? Did I you did. buy the second portal game? I have you played it? it? I finished it. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Oh, you finished it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've Did you buy it for the hell out PC of or, for, or for the Xbox? For Mac. Oh, you bought the actual Valve, yeah. the Valve game Steam. for Mac? Yeah, the ste- steamy thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. And the co-op is brilliant as well. I've been playing that with some unknown guy. Dan, if you're listening, hello, Dan. Never met you, never talked to you in that game, but we've played it for about seven hours straight now, so um, <laughs> hello, Dan. Not, not even on the headsets or anything? Nope. Nope, because you can communicate with all these little markers and posts in the game. So it's more fun to actually not speak. Because you just try and communicate through all these little markers. It's like, put a portal there, then put one there, then go through it. And all that kind of stuff. So you're actually, you're not even like leaving messages for each other. You're just doing stuff. And you're the just other kind guys of going, doing oh, stuff. Yeah. Your character's kind of like pointing at stuff. And then you can go and high five when you've worked one out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very cute. And Very good. And... Where were you spending most of your time playing that game? What you mean, location in my house? Yes. In the in the kitchen on Al's iMac. So you you you're basically telling me that for anything up to seven hours at a time, you've sat on that chair in that kitchen in the corner on the iMac playing Portal Two. Well, it was broken up into three-hour chunks, but yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're back. Was fine with that. Yep, yep. Didn't hasn't complained at me. It's actually more comfortable on, than sitting on my sofa. Were you on the kitchen chair, or do you, have you taken the study chair in there, the one on wheels? Oh, have you not seen that our study has moved across no, there now? No, no, no. Oh, no, yes. I, no. The last thing I saw was your kitchen filled with everything from your house because your carpets were being cleaned. Ah, yes. No, the um, the desk and chair and everything's in there now. So it's okay. The study's in the kitchen. Okay. Mm, yeah. Good stuff. So I was sitting there playing that. Uh, yeah, but highly recommend Portal Two. It's fantastic. I can't even okay. say anything about it because everything in the game is a spoiler. So I can't even say anything. Have you got a DMG file that I could take a look at? Um, no, because it doesn't work that way. Okay. No. Probably for the best. We shouldn't be broadcasting stuff like that anyway. <laughs> so. Um, so. How are we doing down into Copyright Avenue? Where are we on the time? I'm just looking at my little counter here. 58 minutes by mine. Uh, in How total. many? 58. 58? Well, that's, that's, there's that's a probably a podcast. There's, there's probably a podcast in there somewhere. Um, again, more of a informative discussion than uh, any sort of comedy, but uh, that's okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's nice to break it up occasionally with, uh, with a bit of uh, knowledgeable chat without the knowledge. So Absolutely. Chat, chat, basically. Chat. Yeah. Yeah, chat. Yeah. It's been chat. a chat cast. Chat works. Chat cast. Chat cast. Yeah. Hey, chat cast. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been an experiment and it's been a pleasure, as always. And we'll we'll see if it works properly when it comes to posting it. And if it does, then we know we can do it again, which means that we can get back into doing podcasts with a bit more regularity. Dare I say, a couple of months. You know, well, that'd be good. Maybe. Maybe, you know, there's no, no reason why we can't start rolling them out if it's just a case of you have to sit down and I have to sit down. Mm. Um, well, obviously, we this makes it a lot easier. And even with you having a baby, there will still be times when 
baby's asleep and you you know you you got half an hour or whatever absolutely even if it means that the podcast start being a bit smaller or you know even if you have to have something crying in the background so be it (laughs) so be it kids cry there's there's probably a cry filter i'll find a cry filter it's apple they're bound to have made one apple's patented cry filter they should. They should have done that. They uh, they they, they created a Vuvuzela filter for the World Cup. They did, didn't they? Yeah. So you not, can hear those Apple, annoying. Someone did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. So, um, can yeah. I uh, just before we wrap up? Can I do our, our what's basically our first um, major uh, shopping plug? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's nothing to do with us whatsoever. Is this a sponsored um, thing? <laughs> No, it's not even sponsored. I would like it to be, but it's not. But I would just like to make a recommendation to anyone that's listening, Faye, or anyone else. Or anyone else, yeah. (laughs) Or any of our two listeners. Yes. Um, Okay, what do you want to tell Faye? (laughs) Well, I would like to tell Faye, or anyone, but probably Faye, to uh, pick up Simon Pegg's autobiography, Nerd Do Well. That's right. Um, It is available in Australia, Faye, so you'll be fine. Um, It's really very good. I'm uh, I'm reading it at the moment. It's hilarious. I like him. I know you you've fallen out of favour with him, but I I really do. Are you I addressing really like Faye or me now? I'm addressing you now. Yes, yes, that's right. I've fallen out of favour, but hey, never know. Hey, Faye, if it's any good, post a comment. Say say it's good. Who knows? Maybe I'll yeah. pick it up and use it as firewood. <laughs> and on that note, that bitter bitter note, let us uh, end the quite enjoyed podcast episode fourteen. And there it is. Music playing in the background. Good stuff. Yeah. Jenkins out. Brown out. I'm not even sure that's how it goes. <laughs>